Hi everyone, this is Andrea and you're listening to Not Your Heidi. Last episode, I went by the name Andrea Alderide and I feel like this full name is a little bit too complicated to remember. So maybe I will go by just Dre this time. It's the nickname that some of my friends use and it's just way easier to remember than the entire Andrea Alderide thing. It's just, it's easier. So let me just, I'm feeling the vibe of Dre right now. Maybe next episode it will change, but for now, just remember me by Jay. And by the way, it's really hot right now and my dog is next to me and he's panting. So if you hear anything weird, any weird <laughs> breath sounds or anything, it is because my big ass Doberman is sitting right next to me and he's hot. So please just ignore it or try to. This episode, I will be talking about the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. And it's obvious why. It's because right now it's happening and it's been a very anticipated event. We've waited five years for it. It's because it was postponed last year due to, you know, Miss Corona. So it makes this year's Olympics that much more special. And since we are in the era of TikTok, I feel like we've been blessed with athletes sharing their own perspective and their own, you know, private side to the Olympics, which is really, really cool. So we get to see an entire new side to the Olympics that we didn't have before. And on top of it, it brings people together because you have people like me watching the Olympics on TV, reacting to things that we found fun or shocking or whatever. And so TikTok and social media has brought everybody together and so yeah I just feel like this year's Olympic has been extra special and all very exciting but also the Olympics have an entire other side to it it is not all glam it is not all glory and a lot of negative things have happened since the beginning of the Olympics and even a little bit before there's always been a lot of controversies around these big arrangements and the Olympics is definitely no exception to the rule and with great events come great problems I think I believe but before I go on with this episode I also want to congratulate the female athletes on the Swiss team because they have been phenomenal. I mean, I think that most of the medals that Swiss was from female athletes. We also have a lot of uh, male athletes that have done great and some male athletes have definitely brought back medals, but... I think the majority of the medals that were won for the Swiss team were won by female athletes and that's freaking awesome. And can we talk about Belinda Bensic? She's done amazing, such an icon. She brought back the gold medal in tennis. She's only 24 years old. She's from a little place in Switzerland. I mean, Switzerland in general is a small country. So the fact that we have a gold medal in this huge sport is absolutely awesome. I just had to acknowledge these absolute queens. So I'm happy I got that out of the way. But let's go back to the topic, which is about problematic moments that happened during the Olympics. And I just feel like it's important to acknowledge them because I feel like we can't enjoy these events without having a full education on what's happening behind the scenes and all. And hopefully you'll learn something new. So without further ado, here are some of the most problematic things that have happened since the beginning of the Olympics starting with the opening ceremony <laughs> I'm already laughing because this one compared to the other ones is quite funny quite tragic but funny really so do you remember when COVID first hit and it was during the first wave and a bunch of celebrities thought that it was a brilliant idea to make this music video to John Lennon's Imagine yeah that happened again <laughs> for those who don't know back in March 2020 Gal Gadot the Wonder Woman actress had the brilliant idea of gathering a bunch of celebs to sing about how easy it would be to live without any possessions while filming themselves from their 12 bedrooms mentions while people were literally dying across the world i mean people were losing their jobs people were losing their house their family and there you had celebrities singing about you know 
imagine living without any possessions and all that and imagine living for today and it was just the most tone deaf thing to ever happen both literally and metaphorically so naturally the video went quickly viral and everybody made fun of it there was so many memes about it uh, if you haven't watched it I encourage you to just google it and go on YouTube or whatever and you know if you just want a good laugh you have to look at it because it's it's so tragic <laughs> it's so dumb uh, for some reasons the Olympic Committee wanted to twist the knife in our wound or something because they did the same at the opening ceremony so so what happened is that they had a giant rotating earth made of drones appearing over the Olympic Stadium and this happened while John Lennon's Imagine was playing. But at least the song was sang by an actual musician this time, uh, Keith Urban, so our ears didn't have to bleed as much this time around. But then we have the second problematic thing to happen, which actually started way before the Olympic even started. But basically last week, Tokyo hit a new daily record of COVID cases and Japan reported nearly 3,000 new infections on the fifth day of the games that's just really sad in general because Japanese people were totally against the games from even happening in the first place and although the new record is believed to be unrelated to the games we just cannot deny the coincidence of it all happening because COVID cases really increased when all of the athletes came to Tokyo and also it's just sad I think I feel bad for the regular Japanese people because they said and voiced their protest against it so the fact that you know the Olympic Committee is disregarding how Japanese people feel and just went on with it without even listening to the locals is just sad and we have to acknowledge that basically Japanese people were not heard and the games went on without them wanting to go on. Now I'm going to talk about how the Serbian volleyball team made racist faces. It's very disappointing because for those who know I am part Serbian and I'm always proud to see one of my countries perform well at the Olympics and it was just extremely disappointing to see the female Serbian team go on that way. Also Serbia in sport has a history to do these Things. It's no secret that Eastern European countries tend to be on the racist side of things and yeah it's just disappointing to see them act on these things at such a big event, such an important event that is watched by everybody worldwide. Basically this athlete that was on the Serbian volleyball team at the Olympics, her name is Sanja Djurjevic, she made a racist gesture while playing against the Thai team so she basically did that, you know, that thing with the eyes. You know what I'm talking about, she stretched her eyes back using her fingers, we all know what I'm referring to but yeah she did that thing while playing against an Eastern Asian team she was obviously filmed you can YouTube it I watched the video I watched the clip of it and yeah she really did that it's quite blatant actually the gesture and it's quite shocking she did apologize on Instagram and she wrote I am aware of my mistake and I immediately after the match apologized to the whole Thailand team I feel like she's young and all and she probably hasn't been exposed so much to other culture. I'm not sure where in Serbia she's from but Serbia in general is not a super diverse country compared to other countries. I've been there a lot and even in the capital it is rare to see. Honestly like I can count the amount of times I've seen for example a black person. In Belgrade the capital there are not many tourists from other ethnicities. Like the typical Serbian local will not have been exposed as much to 
other ethnicities and therefore racism can prevail a little better I would say so she's young and you know I generally think that she doesn't even realize how bad what she did really was she doesn't realize the scale of it because then she appeared in a video with the person actually she was referring to in that video and you can see she's giggling and she's saying oh I'm sorry and then the person from Thailand who was made fun of for her eyes she's like laughing with her and all and I just feel like she didn't grasp the gravity of the gesture she did but her innocence cannot excuse her racism her lack of knowledge is definitely not an excuse and her racism needs to be called out and as a matter of fact it's not just her racism that needs to be called out it's the entire Serbian team at this point because four years ago the entire volleyball team posed as a group photo and the entire volleyball team did that gesture on the photo you can google that photo it's very shocking and they were posing that way because that's when they found out that they had been selected to go to the Tokyo Olympic Games and for them it was celebratory but it is obviously super racist when Sanya Georgievich got caught in that video because that video obviously went viral everywhere the volleyball federation of Serbia apologized publicly and they wrote a big apology on Facebook but in their apology they also wrote please don't blow this out of proportion she only wanted to show let's start playing defense like them now and then they went on to write it all ended up as a simple misunderstanding in a friendly atmosphere between the players of the two teams and then they shared a picture of the Serbian team and the team from Thailand of them together and being all like happy and you know having a kiki and all so obviously the Thai team was a very fair play they took it so well but they were essentially being attacked for the race and that is not okay and I'm actually surprised that the Olympic Committee hasn't done anything about it now let's talk about the whole Simon Biles incident so Simon Biles who is you know gymnastics royalty at this point just a phenomenal athlete if you're into gymnastics and sports in general or even if you're not into that I think everybody has heard of her name definitely she's just a gymnastics superstar at this point and incredible and an inspiration to many so Simon Biles recently withdrew from Monday's women's floor exercise final at the Tokyo Olympics and this marked her fifth withdrawal out of six finals she had qualified for at the games she had first withdrawn from the vault and uneven bars exercise I'm not gonna explain what all of these exercises are you can just google it if you absolutely do not know what I'm talking about but basically Simon Biles withdrew from multiple competitions uh, in uh, gymnastics at the Olympics and many people were shocked including me because Simon Biles is the gymnast she's the gymnastics superstar and it was just very shocking but it's important to remember that her decision was made with her medical staff I just want to point th that out there already because a lot of people out there are basically believing that it's just all a temper tantrum or something I mean some people have definitely made it sound that way and it's just not because when you have a whole team of doctors agreeing that you should withdraw from a sports competition you best believe that you are going to agree with them and follow their instructions but she explained that she had become disoriented while competing on the vault which is a state that the gymnasts refer to as the twisties so the vault is quite a scary exercise where basically the athlete has to run as fast as they can and then jump on the springboard and then flip and do all this crazy shit I mean everything in gymnastics is pretty much dangerous as fuck and uh, super super complicated and takes a whole lifetime of training to do so but yeah the vault is definitely very hard to achieve so Simone just wasn't feeling it anymore 
And last week, she posted a video of herself on Instagram attempting two dismounts on the uneven bar into a foam pit. And she lost track of herself in the air both times. In that video, she wrote, For anyone saying I quit, I didn't quit. My mind and body are simply not in sync as you can see here. I don't think you realize how dangerous this is on a hard competition surface. We have to remember here that gymnastics is an extremely dangerous sport where professional athletes have died doing it. One of the most famous cases happened with the Soviet gymnast Elena Mukina. She became a paraplegic after being pushed to do a gymnastic exercise when she told her coaches multiple times that she wasn't ready and all of that because she had been injured before and she was just pushed to do competition and she landed badly broke her spine or something like that yeah I think she broke her spine and became a paraplegic and later on in her life she died because of complications due to her handicap so if a gymnast say that she is not mentally well enough to do these ultra dangerous exercises I think it's best to refrain to do them simply as that because you might end up dead I also want to point out the fact that Simone Biles is a survivor of child hunger. She has a very rough background, you can just google it, she was adopted and all, but in interviews she said that uh, when she was a little kid her family and all struggled to find food and she would go on feeling starved and all of that. So yeah, she comes from a very rough background. And on top of that, let's not forget that she is also a survivor of sexual assault because she is one of the victim of the very unfamous Larry Nassar. He used to be Team USA's doctor and he molested over 150 women and he is now a convicted sex offender and is serving 175 years in prison. He molested all the gymnasts that he could get his hand on. There's also a documentary about it on Netflix, but yeah, it's fucking insane. Simon Biles was molested for multiple years by Larry Nassar. That girl has a tremendous amount of traumatic experiences, and the fact that now she needs a break is definitely understandable to say the very fucking least. But to some people, Simon withdrawing from her competition was not as understandable, and some people voiced their opinion about it. Most recently, a famous broadcaster called Pierce Morgan. He's extremely famous in the UK, but he's also famous in America. He's known to be quite provoking online and on TV and all. And, you know, sometimes he has entertained me. Uh, I used to enjoy watching him on TV and all because I thought he was just hilarious to watch. But I feel like he has grown to become a way more problematic personality over the years. He's also infamous now for walking out of his live TV program because he had a disagreement regarding regarding Meghan Markle and Buckingham Palace. <laughs> he walked out of his job and never came back. If you Google it, it just looks like a giant baby who's throwing a temper tantrum or something. It's absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, Pierce Morgan has tweeted a bunch of things about the Olympics and athletes in general. But referring to Simon Biles, he tweeted, Are mental health issues now the go-to excuse for any poor performance in elite sports? What a joke. Just admit you did badly, made mistakes, and will strive to do better next time. Kids need strong role models, not this nonsense. I mean, to say that Simon Biles withdrawing from the competition is nonsense and you know, that she's basically not strong is absolutely insane. Essentially, this very privileged white man criticizing this survivor who happens to be a black woman who has gone through th shit he will never ever possibly understand. He has never walked in her shoes and could never. Just from that, there are so many things to unpack 
but for him to sit there as a white privileged man judging this incredible black woman and athlete is at a loss for words. He also tweeted this Twitter when I walked off Good Morning Britain because I was a little bit stressed out. Quote, you're a pathetic, gutless, cowardly, weak, shameful failure. Man up. End quote. Twitter when their favorite athletes quit because they're stressed out. Open quote. You're a brave, inspiring, iconic hero. End quote. Did he just compare his temper tantrum on national TV with an Olympian athlete withdrawing from competitions who's undergone so much traumatic experiences? Like, did he just compare these two together? Because if he did, that's really fucked up. And he did. <laughs> so it is really fucked up. But Pierce Morgan is not the only person who's criticized Simon Biles' choice to withdraw from the competition. You just go on Twitter, it's just filled with people, especially men, mansplaining why Simon Biles is a failure and all of these things. I mean, it's fucking crazy. Talking about racism, let's talk about a Senegalese percussionist named Latir Sai. Latir C. Oh, I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing this. Latir C. He's Senegalese, so can I pronounce it in French? Latir. So this guy has accused the Tokyo Olympic organizer of excluding him due to his skin color. In July, the day before the Tokyo 2020 opening ceremony, Latir posted on Facebook that his performance in the event had been abruptly cancelled in May. And according to him and his team, after repeatedly asking for an explanation, representatives from the Japanese advertising Monolith Densu, the game's exclusive marketing partner, eventually told them that the Tokyo Organizer Committee of the Olympic and Paralympic Games had raised concern that people will ask why is there an African man in it? So Latil's post went viral and this forced a response from the Olympic Committee. And its spokesperson Masanori Takaya said in a July 24 press conference that Latir's allegations were not factual and that due to budgetary constraints and COVID-19 countermeasures, a number of musicians and performances had to be cancelled. But according to a Densu employee who spoke to the Daily Beast on the condition of anonymity, removing Latir from the ceremony was at least just as expensive as keeping him. He said, was any money actually saved by cutting him from the ceremonies? Not really, because we paid a generous kill fee. You could also look at it as hush money. He was supposed to stay quiet. The head of the Olympic Committee, Toshiro Muto, said that the African was cut due to budget restraints. That's kind of a lie. You can unilaterally cancel a contract without paying most of it. And in this case, I've heard the artist was paid more than originally promised. The employee added that while Latir wasn't the only performer cut from the ceremony, it's true someone in the Tokyo Olympic Organizing Committee was miffed about having an African performer in a Japanese ceremony. And there was of course opposition to even having Naomi Osaka light the torch, but she's a naturalized Japanese and she is a winner. And everyone loves a winner so that's what he said Naomi Osaka is of course an iconic tennis woman and she is mixed race her mom is Japanese and her dad is Haitian a lot of people were opposed to Naomi Osaka holding the torch because she doesn't look like the typical Japanese woman and some people didn't like that just a lot of underlining racism going on and going under the radar that needs to be addressed now I will conclude this episode with the last fucked up thing that happened during the Olympic and that is with the Belarusian 
Russian sprinter Kristina Timanovskaya, who refused her team's order to fly home early from the Olympics and was granted a humanitarian visa by Poland. So this shit show just happened. Uh, it's very recent. We are now Monday, 2nd of August, and I think this basically unfolded this weekend. It's a crazy story, really. She's currently at the Polish embassy in Tokyo after spending the night secured in a hotel under protection from Japanese police. And apparently she was forcibly taken to the airport for criticizing coaches and voiced fears for her safety. So Belarus is a dictatorship in Eastern Europe, for those who don't know, and it is ruled by President Alexander Lukashenko since 1994. That president, or should I say that dictator, has done a lot of fucked up shit. It's basically like Europe's mini North Korea. So Kristina said that she was removed from the team because of her emotional state. Poland's deputy foreign minister, he said that Kristina was in direct contact with Polish diplomats in Tokyo and that Poland would do whatever is necessary to help her continue her sporting career. And the sad part is that right now Kristina's husband has fled to the Ukrainian capital Kiev and he told AFP, the news agency, that he hoped to join his wife in Poland in the near future. So a little bit for the context, uh, when the president, or again the dictator, was re-elected last year, People protested, including national level athletes, who were stripped of funding, cut from national teams and detained. I'm not sure if Christina was part of this protest, but she has voiced her opinion against the Belarusian government and this has right now caused her a lot of trouble, so much trouble that she was forced to leave Tokyo and fly back to Belarus where she would probably be detained and god knows what, tortured, I don't know, something really bad would have happened. So Christina, who was due to compete in the women's 200 meter event on Monday, had complained on social media about being entered into the 4 times 400 meter relay race at short notice after some teammates were found to be ineligible to compete. I don't know if some of her teammates were caught for doping or something, but don't take my word for it. But yeah, some of her teammates were ineligible to compete, that's for sure. And because of this, officials came to her room and gave her an hour to pack her bags before being escorted to Tokyo's Haneda airport. She said she was put under pressure by team officials to return home and asked the International Olympic Committee for help. And in a video on social media, she said they are trying to get me out of the country without my permission she posted the video on the telegram channel of the Belarusian Sports Solidarity Foundation which was created last year to support athletes critical of the government she's uh, definitely not the only athlete who is trying to run away from the dictatorship it's just really sad because right now she's scared of repression on her family back in Belarus the Belarusian Olympic Committee right now said that Kristina had been taken off the team because of her emotional and psychological condition if there one thing we've learned from these dictatorships is that they are full of shit. It's certainly nothing to do about her psychological condition and more to do about the fact that she's sick of the Belarusian government and if you criticize your dictator in a dictatorship, you best believe that you're gonna end up in the gulag. So last week, the International Olympic Committee spokesman, Mark Adams, said that the body had taken measures against the Belarusian committee in the run-up to the games. They also banned some officials, including the president's son, for failing to protect athletes who had joined the demonstrations. So at least the Olympic Committee has taken some measures to punish the Belarusian government, and I hope that Kristina and her husband and her family will be safe. So yeah, we are now, like I said, 
said, Monday, uh, 2nd of August. The Olympic is still ongoing. But for now, that was just an overrun of, you know, some of the most problematic things that happened. I hope that you learned something new today and that you will look at this big, amazing event with a whole new perspective. I think we should definitely reflect on the whole problem of racism in the Olympics because that seems to be a recurrent problem. We are in 2021. What is the matter with people? Uh, so yeah, thank you for listening. I'm very excited that I have just launched this podcast. It would mean a lot if you could follow me on Spotify and subscribe or follow I'm not sure how it works but on Apple podcast because now my podcast is also available on Apple podcasts you can also follow me on Twitter now my uh, podcast has its own Twitter account it's just called not your Heidi so follow me share and I'll see you for a new episode very soon thank you bye mm-hmm.